Welcome to a special edition of the Macworld Podcast, recorded at our Macworld Live stage at San Francisco's Macworld iWorld Show. As part of these podcasts, you'll hear interviews with some of the best and brightest in the Apple industry. Thanks for tuning in. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to the Macworld Live stage. I'm Macworld Senior Editor Dan Morin, and I'm joined by two very special guests. To my right, Rogue Amoeba's Chief Executive and Lackey. Is that, is That's that still the title, That's yeah. That's still your yeah. title? Paul Kafasis. Hi, Paul. Welcome to the stage. Thank you. And to my left, a man who needs no introduction. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, to my left. I'm out, everybody. Thanks. <laughs> John Moltz, a proprietor of Very Nice Website, whose other credits include wonderful sites such as Crazy Apple Rumors and... Oh, see, there's a fan. One fan <laughs> in the audience. That was before your time. You're not even that old, right? <laughs> um, so we thought we'd just uh, sit up here and talk a little bit about Apple's past, present, and future, probably with an emphasis on the future because everybody is really most interested in what is Apple going to do next. Really, we've all seen the past, right? Many of us have been here for 30 years in these exact chairs. I'm living the present <laughs> right now. And so, it's over. Yeah. So you want to know what's going to happen next? I guess, yeah. All right, well, let's, uh, let's kick it off with that then, which is, um, so I think the, the two things that we obviously hear a lot about are Apple wearables is one of them. So I wanted to start by talking about that. Do you think that smartwatches are the way of the future, and if Apple does not make a smartwatch in the next two months, it will cease to exist? John, <laughs> spots on you. Uh, short answer, no, with a maybe. Long answer, yes, with a but. Um, I... Well, wearables are already here, Dan. I don't know if you've noticed. But I do wear like socks actually, and pants. You, you are also actually, the three of us, you are actually wearing a wearable. Uh, it doesn't work because I just turned my phone off. So. <laughs> it tells me the temperature yes, was 61 is, degrees when I turned my phone off. Which raises a very good point. I don't think that we've actually, <laughs> we have certainly not hit the sweet spot in the wearable uh, market, and I think it's kind of it, to me. It seems much like several of the other markets that Apple uh, entered, sort of after other devices were available, particularly Windows tablets, that kind of thing. Where sure they were out there, and sure people were some people were buying them, but that nobody had completely figured out the market yet. And it seems like that's kind of what everybody is waiting for. They're hoping that Apple's going to come in and make something solve that makes, the problem, solve yep. the problem, yeah. and make something that, that makes sense and actually, you know, excites people. You know, people beyond, well, me. <laughs> I'm not that excited. I was going to say tech this. nerds. But. Yeah, well, that's fine. That's appropriate. <laughs> Paul, what do you want? To, like, do you, do you want a smartwatch? Do you wear an actual watch? I do wear an How actual smart watch. Is it? Uh, it's got, I mean, it's, it's sharp, got time, don't get me wrong. And it's got the date, which may or may not be correct. It's the 28th, yeah. That sounds uh, right. And that's about it. That's, a bit, you know, that's better than mine. So you're done, basically. <laughs> well, no, I, I have a Pebble as well, actually, and I've, I've worn it. Uh, to me, the biggest issue is charging it. Yeah. So you charge that about, what, every three, four, five days? I Right now, actually, with the most recent software update I have, I feel like I'm on, like, two or three days. It's, wor- it's, it's getting worse. It's, get, it's getting run down faster. Okay. Yeah. Well, so I, I have one as well, and I, I wore it for a relatively long period of time. And I think if you haven't used one, uh, it, it's, worth, it's worth experimenting with or it's worth uh, trying out. Because people see it and they think, oh, you know, my phone is in my pocket. I don't need it on my wrist. I don't need a display on my wrist. But it actually was really useful. Uh, I drive a decent amount. So if you get a text message, you get a phone call, you don't really want to be pulling your phone out, especially in California where it's illegal. Uh, if you can glance at your wrist and see, okay, uh, John's running 10 minutes late, okay. 
uh, that's actually more useful than Probably it sounds. Right. I, I know I'm yeah. not doing a great job selling no, it, but I, mean, I found the, it useful. The notification thing is really useful, especially when notifications are things that you don't need to immediately to respond, respond to. to. Exactly. Yeah, so like, you know, if someone tells me, like, all right, I'll be there at the restaurant in 10 minutes, you know, and I'm especially like here on the show floor, it's great because I'm talking to someone right. and I don't necessarily glance. want to be rude and be like, hold on, I know I just got a text. Let me pull out my phone. But I can just kind of like glance at my watch and be like, all right, I, need, I know the thing I need to know now and I can right. move on. So, so to me, I, I, I do agree with what John said in terms of uh, looking to Apple to solve a lot of the problems that do exist because the solutions we have right now, the Pebble was, uh, it was a Kickstarter project that uh, exploded and they formed an entire company around. They, they earned about, they raised about $10 million, I think. Lot, it was, is it still the highest funded? It was it, it was at one, one point, of, it was absolutely. the highest funded, yeah. And so they were trying to raise about $100,000 to do a run of like 500 watches. And then whoops, they made 100 times that and had to turn it into a real company and churn out thousands of these watches. And it shows because it's not a fully fleshed out product. No, it very much feels like a prototype to right. me. I mean, it works. It works. Yeah. And they've improved it, and apparently not the battery life, but uh, in terms of adding functionality. Uh, so it's something where I'm interested in the space, uh, and I think potentially a company, Apple or somebody else, could, could bring something out that is more interesting. This space being the wrist. The wrist, yeah. I mean, so, yeah, so that's the obvious question is, smartwatches are one of the things that we've seen a lot of, but the other thing that we're starting to see a lot of are, like, I don't know, like, for lack of a better term, faceables. <laughs> I'm quoting that. <laughs> that's you a terrible term. <laughs> no, but, like, you see, the, like, Google Glass, and then we just saw Facebook buy Oculus, Oculus. Rift. Um, but, see, I don't, I don't equate those two. Because Google Glass... That's fair. That's fair. They're different. That's an, that's they're an always-on kind of thing, or often-on. Oculus Rift is... You're sitting down to play a video game, and you're willing to look like a nerd with something strapped to your face. <laughs> Do not walk around with your Oculus Rift on. I right. think you will be in trouble. <laughs> right. You're going to bump into stuff. It's not going to work very well. Every picture I see of somebody wearing Oculus Rift, is there's a box on their face, and they're going... <laughs> right. <laughs> but, it's, but it's an experience. I mean, it's like, right. it's like going to a 3D movie. You're willing to put on the glasses and, and look a little strange because everyone in the theater is doing it. Actually, John, that's because the, the most popular game on Oculus Rift is people trying to toss like Cheerios <laughs> into your mouth. <laughs> but yeah, so I mean, the, the, the glass, in terms of glass, that's something that I see around here and almost nowhere else. Uh, I've so, seen it in a couple of random places. I saw it on the subway in Boston. Well, that's right, because they have an office in Cambridge, too, yeah. so I have seen it there, but that one, that's one that, I don't know, it's, it's, it's an open space. Yeah. I see you that, don't I, see, have I think the yet, glass but. has huge potential in more, like, vertical market type things, and in, in, in education, like and doctors, medicine, surgeons, yeah, 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 that kind of thing. I'm, I'm much <laughs> I'm less I'm walking sold. to the doctor's office, I mean, my doctor's wearing Google Glass, I think I'm walking <laughs> out again. Yeah, but I mean, if you're, if you're, you know, if your doctor's, like, opening you up and doing a surgery, that, I don't know if I feel good about that either. Well, you'll, be, you'll be TV. out anyway. Well, you'll be out. Yeah, yeah, you good, don't need right. to worry about that. But I think given the, some of the things that have happened recently, particularly here in San Francisco, there's obviously <laughs> the social aspect is, right. uh, has got problems. Yeah, I don't, I, I don't know. I, I've used it briefly. Right. Um, we, yeah, we've, we've, we've all... We've all tried it on tried a bar, a, a friend of ours. Yeah. Yeah. Right. But I, I, yeah, it doesn't seem to me... It, it's got a high uh, bar in terms of socialization to like, get past because you have all these questions like, is it on? Is it recording? And then you have the people... like It makes that, that game... Where is that person walking down the street talking to themselves, like on their Bluetooth headset? Are they on a Bluetooth headset, or are they insane? Right. Um, it makes it a little easier, because now you know that with the Google Glass on their face, they're insane. They're right. So <laughs> it's a lot, it's a lot it's a faster. Um, yeah, so I don't know. I, the wrist does seem much more natural to me for like a wearable space, just because it's less obtrusive right. when it comes down to it. 
but I, I don't know. See, what my that, problem, what, my what problem with do? the wrist is every time I, this is what happens every time I, bro- I look at my watch. And so you're looking at your sleeve cuff. I am looking at my sleeve cuff. So, so in order to actually look smart, at my watch, smart I have to go. <laughs> I need a smart sleeve cuff. That's exactly That's right. Fair. I have to go like this, and then and then I'm going to be spending like you know minutes swiping at the screen. And your to watch already out. doesn't even do anything right and, now. And, you're and doing I that. know I look like an idiot. <laughs> you don't you don't feel at least a little bit like Dick Tracy or something. <laughs> but I mean, it's not like you don't look like an idiot doing this. We just all do it. Right. No one's paying attention to you. Right. I mean, if everyone no, had I mean, a smartwatch... I mean, I look watch, like an idiot because my watch is not actually a smartwatch. Well, right. <laughs> but I, I think, you know, it's, it doesn't seem any less natural to me to have it here than in my hand. Yeah, I mean, it's, that's reasonable. I mean, so my, question, my big question, though, is the applications. Like, you're saying, I'm going to be sitting here, like, looking at this. But my question is, how much are you actually going to be doing? Right. Like, you're not, like, tapping out emails no. on your wrist, probably. Well, right. So the biggest one right now is, like, the Galaxy Gear yeah. uh, watch. Yeah. And, and when they show these commercials... Someone in one of the commercials, someone has their phone, and they see the phone call, and then they turn to their watch to take the call. But I don't like, understand. But you have your phone in the like right. you have it. You're literally showing us the phone, and then you're going to take the call with your watch. If the phone were in the pocket, that would make a little more sense to well, me. That's that's useful, right? But so I, I think to me, like we were talking about, in terms of notifications and passive notifications, like yeah. who's calling me? Okay, I don't actually need to take that call. I don't even need to pull my phone out or. You know, I got a text message that someone is telling me they'll be a few minutes late. Uh, passive things make sense. In terms of actively interacting with it, I'm not sure what yeah. what a useful application would be. Yeah, I, I, I think that the big part of it that, that we're not really seeing, uh, at least in the Pebble, is... And, and the, the Pebble does have some of this, like, like sensors in it. And I think it has an accelerometer in it. Yeah. Uh, but it doesn't... There's not a lot of stuff that uses that yet. And so I think that's the other question for me is Apple spent a lot of time taking with its mobile devices and even with some of the like laptops and things like that, building in these sensors. Like the iPhone's got like light sensors and, you know, ambient light sensors, accelerometer, gyroscope, all this stuff. And it seems like, well, you can use that to collect some interesting information. And so this is why I think for me, I feel like maybe the fitness application, we've seen a lot of fitness bands, you know, your, your Fitbits and, and your Nike fuel bands and things like that. And that seems to me to be a more, there's, a, there's almost like a more focused, like, this is a device for a purpose, right? right. Whereas a smartwatch right. is a very, could be used for many different things, but something like a fitness band was like, at least, you know, it's more like an iPod. There's, there's one thing that it does, and we're going to find a way to use that with some other technology and, and use it to gather information. So I thought that might seem a more natural thing to do with the wrist space. But I don't know. Is the, do you think that's something Apple's likely to get into, like the fitness realm? Well, it's certainly something that Tim Cook is personally interested in. So, yeah. you know, maybe. Uh, I wonder how, <laughs> what longevity that has with the general populace. You know, I mean, I mean, how many people really need a device on their wrist all the time because they're so concerned about fitness? I, I, I'm in America. not one. I'm, yeah, in, yeah, I mean, in America, but I, I'm not one of them. I'm not. <laughs> I'm not, I had a I'm not working a while, out but. so much that I really need to be tracked all the time. <laughs> oh, you need to be tracked all the time <laughs> for other reasons, but not for fitness. But Paul, you do like you're a runner, right? Like, right. I mean, is something like that useful or intriguing, or is there? Do you use like a fitness thing? Or yeah, you... I, I have a I have a Fitbit that I wear and. Uh, I'd prefer if it were combined with something else. Yeah, well, that's my thought. So, I had a Fitbit, but like wearing it on my wrist next to like either right, on the other wrist and or a Fitbit on wrist. And, and so as a part, as a part to something else, I think it makes more sense. Right. Well, but, but it's not. There's not much in there. Beyond it's a sensor, right? Like there's no reason you shouldn't be able to put that in something like a smartwatch. 
Sure, into yeah. a watch, yeah. Uh, I mean, the biggest issue for me is that the, the newest iPhone has the M7 chip, right. which is an activity tracking chip, basically. And there's applications that can tell you how many steps you took as long as you had your phone with you. But if you're running, swimming, biking, you don't necessarily have your phone with you. <laughs> yeah, or if you do, you, you got bigger not problems. Have it, yes, you right, should not have it swimming. swimming. Definitely. Uh, and so it's, it's something where if you do want those, those, tracking, uh, those pieces of tracking information, having a dedicated device makes more sense. Uh, or having, because I, I, I wear a watch all the time. I don't have my phone with me all the time. Right. I have it with me most of the time. But uh, if, if the watch were capable of doing what some of the Fitbit did, uh, some of the same things, that would, to me, would be more useful. Yeah. No, I can see that. I mean, I think that's, that's an interesting question is how, how autonomous is this device? Is this something that is merely an accessory to your right. iPhone? Um, or is it something that is in and of itself kind of like a device that's a computer? I mean, I th- yeah. it seems to me it makes more sense for it to be something that talks, that your phone is, right, is kind of the hub right, of all these right. devices that you might have on you. Yeah. But I, I don't know what other devices people might be looking at. There's been a lot of talk of things like health-related, not just in terms of fitness, but in terms of, like, glucose monitoring or, you know, heart blood rate pressure, blood pressure. Yeah, sure. uh, I definitely want to wear a blood pressure cuff on me all, all the time. <laughs> just, like, I think that looks Randomly good. Randomly inflating. And, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> What's going on there? Don't mind. It's just... Uh, <laughs> Um, so, yeah, but I, I think this idea, this is the idea that interests me the most when it comes to wearables, this idea that you're going to have possibly multiple pieces of technology that are going to talk to your phone, right, right and are used as sensors or other ways of gathering information that your phone is then going to, you know, amalgamate into one central location. And there's been some talk and some rumors about this idea of a, a health book app, book I think, app, yeah, sure. Um, which seems intriguing to me. I don't, I don't know if that's something that most people are interested in, but then again, there's an argument that, like, well... You know, most people weren't interested in, in backing up their, their, you know, data on their computer. Right. Um, until, you know, Apple made it like, all right, we're just going to, like, make this a thing that everybody does. Yeah. So I don't know. Is that a, a solution in search of a problem, or is there actually an issue there? I think there probably is. But, again, I still, I still think that there's got to be some other general purpose hook to the device in order to get a broad swath of people interested in it because I just don't think that I mean otherwise everybody would own a Fitbit right now and you know the Fitbit does pretty well it does pretty well but it's not you know it's not like a cell phone I mean so it has to play some sort of like bird related game Apple doesn't yeah Apple doesn't target little tiny other than maybe the Apple TV they don't target little tiny markets like that oh thank you for a segue that's what um, I'm here for. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, no, that, that, that's, that is the other sort of major thing I said at the beginning. There are two major things that people seem to be talking about in regards to Apple today. And one of them is wearables and the other one is television. Um, and the Apple TV is an interesting case because, as you're saying, it, it seemed like a niche device. Certainly when it started, it was a very niche device. But over the past several years, it has increasingly become more and more popular yeah. to the point where it seems to be, be you know, developing into a viable business product on its own. Um, and so I'm kind of curious where you guys think that might be going. Do you have an Apple TV? Uh, a couple. <laughs> how, how many do you need? I just, well, I, I could actually use another one, but I have two. <laughs> so I have I mean, two and need three. I have, the old, I, have the, I have the really old one. One of the and silver then, ones. Yeah, with the, the silver one. And, and, the okay. and then the newer one. So, I mean, my experience with my Apple TV is I really like it. And over time, it's become more and more the, the device I turn to when I want to watch something streaming. Like, I mean, and I have... 
I think I was talking to a panel the other day, and I'm like, I have like seven devices connected yeah. to my TV that can all play Netflix. Right. Uh, Everything can play Netflix now. Yeah, pretty much. Some so, of it can do YouTube. Some of it can do Amazon. Some of it do like Hulu. Right. But my, my question is, well, you know, where does this go? Is this, is this device, you know, in its form, like, we're going to keep, Apple's going to keep making better and better software for it? Or do you think there is an opportunity for the hardware outside of the way that it currently exists? Um, I don't, you mean like a, an actual television that, set? I mean, that's one theory that a lot yeah, of people have. I don't really there. see a lot of benefit to them. I mean, they, well, they barely... Well, it's hardware. The, the yeah. TV set itself right. is just a screen. Right. Uh, they can barely concern themselves to update their monitors, let alone... You know, <laughs> right. so now they're going to start right. making television sets? That doesn't seem like it's a... It's really a, like, a likely thing to happen. Um, so the, I think the, tr- the real trick is, is the content, is trying to get, you know, is, you, you know you, ideally what you want the Apple TV, TV to be is like a, a fire hose full of content just like spraying the user in the face. <laughs> Constantly. And, That's ve- very, very vivid. Yeah, and right now you're stuck with that home screen that has like 10,000 icons on it. And they, they keep adding more and more. And they keep adding more and more. Like there's an MLS app on there, I think, yeah. that I have no there, interest in. I mean, in. there's an, a, an insane number of like yeah. really specific channels yeah. that I will never the, watch. The, the key, wrestling app. Yeah, I mean, the key right. really is to, to try and, I mean, do away with those channels and get people easier access to what's behind those icons and and you know like i want to watch arrow and i don't really care where it's coming from i'm I'm using to watch arrow i want to nerd out for 45 minutes and damn it i I want to see it on my apple tv i mean that that makes a lot of sense to me because what people people don't really go on there thinking like hey i really want to watch netflix even you know there are sometimes there's browsing and there's an element of that but people go on because they want to watch Something in a particular, specific movie or right? TV show, yeah. And so, the the amount of time it takes to find some of it. I mean, like the service. I end up using the uh, Can I Stream It, which is a, a, yeah, a yeah. service where you like type in the name of a movie or TV, and it tells you which services Service it's available it to you, on. Right. I, I've had some issues with it. It's been wrong a couple times. So that's because things come in and out of the catalogs and all those places. Yeah. Um, but it seems like Apple really needs to have something like that where it's like, okay, I want to watch The Avengers, you know, and like, where, where can I get them? I don't want to spend time like going through every single app well, and checking, so, even to see like, well, I could get it for free over here. Right. I could pay $10 for it over here. Well, so I have Apple TVs, but I also have uh, Roku's boxes. And Roku, uh, up until recently, did not sell any of their own content. Uh, whereas Apple built this as a way, uh, originally to say, right. buy our content, and then play it on your TV with this device. And it, the mindset that you enter into that market with is totally different if you're saying, we want people to purchase through our store, or we just want people to be able to get access to content, which is what Roku is saying. Right. So Roku has a built-in search uh, from the home screen that says, I want to watch The Avengers. And it says, okay, it's on Netflix, it's on Amazon, it's on Hulu. Right. Uh, and it'll just let you pick whichever one you want, and it'll show you the prices. So it has exactly what you're talking about. But I think it's something that it'd be great on the Apple TV, but Apple doesn't have the incentive to do it because they want you to just go into the iTunes store, purchase it there, and that's certainly the easiest thing you can do on the Apple TV is buy content through yeah. their distribution channel. Right. The problem with that, I think, is like the popularity of streaming services and the fact that they now support so many of them does undercut them to a certain extent. Um, and so my question, you know, there's always the open question of, do you think they will, I mean, will they try to move into those kinds of markets? Do you think they're interested in being like a Netflix or a, a streaming provider? I mean, have they gotten any? Uh, they have rentals, I guess, yeah. They, yeah. they don't have any well, subscription base. The thing that always comes to mind for me is that like, so we constantly hear, you know, whenever, when, when the iTunes store first came out, 
we got all the milestones on music. Like we've sold this many songs, people have downloaded this many songs. We get on apps too, right? Like yep. we've we've had this many downloads on apps. You never hear about television shows or movies. They very rarely update those numbers. And in fact, they started doing it at the beginning when they first released them. And I, at some point within the last couple of years, I went back to look and there was very little information on exactly how much stuff they sold, which leads me to believe that it doesn't do very well it's because if it did well, they would talk about it. Right, sure. Yeah. Um, and so I, I got to think that that's part of the reason they decided to open up the Apple TV to other providers is thinking like, well, you know, at least they'll be using our box and they might, you know, buy some stuff from iTunes. Um, but that it also, I mean, I think that the secret weapon of Apple TV has been AirPlay. Um, which is just a huge technology. I feel like this in terms of expanding their ecosystem. People are buying boxes so that they can do stuff on their iPhone or iPad and just send, and it, just to send it to the TV. So I, I think that's got to be a big part of where they're going with this. But I, 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 it seems like while they're working on that, they might be interested in trying to get revenue in other ways there. One of the uh, features I saw noted about Android Wear is the ability to stream information from your watch to your television set. <laughs> like the time? Yeah, yeah, right. The time like, what am I going to stream from my watch to the television set? Uh, somebody wants it. Somebody, somebody out there is like, it. that is the yeah, coolest thing that's ever. Right. I don't know. I have a Chromecast, which I've used like a handful of times. And really, I find it most useful because I, I travel. It's actually something that you can like carry around and Small plug enough, into a TV. Yeah. Um, but it's, it's much jankier than like the Apple TV, which has a much nicer interface for my part and can do more stuff. Well, you have to use another device Right, you have to have, you still have to have internet access on another yeah. device, and then like, right. cast stuff to it. I don't know, but I mean, it does seem like the living room is a is a battleground for for Apple. It has been, well, it has been Some for violence. a long time. So, I gotta, I gotta write that down. I gotta write that down. <laughs> <laughs> but they've been talking about this for years, right? And the Apple TV has been around since two thousand seven. It was the, it was when the iPhone was introduced. Yeah, yeah. They also introduced the crummy hard drive based ITV, Apple TV. There was an iTV like they they previewed it like months before it came out, and then they had to change the name eventually. Right. Um, but it's gone through a whole bunch of incarnations, and I kind of feel like it might be due for another revamp. Because the whole thing with the, you know, if nothing else, Apple is big on, on UI, and the UI in the Apple TV is It's terrible. no good right it's now. It's really yeah. bad. Because you, you have, like, 40 different channels that the only way to get and rid of them... nothing is on, Paul. Nothing is on. <laughs> the only way to get rid of them is, like, the parental controls. They, and... they recently updated that. It's actually yeah, easier. You, actually, actually, yeah, you can, like, tap and hold on right. it now. And they, but it's still really obscure because you're using, like, a hardware remote. Like, you tap and hold, then press the play button. Which is the other problem. The default experience is still yeah. to have 40 channels that you don't really care about, yeah. most of them. Yeah. It seemed like a, like a year or two ago we were talking about uh, the opportunity for the Apple TV to be more like a um, game console. But nobody seems to be talking about that anymore for some reason. I'm not exactly. Everybody seems back on content, and I'm not exactly sure. Well, the game thing always I thought was interesting because on the one hand if we just gave up, or if <laughs> it was predicated on additional hardware. Yes, right? I mean well, you, needed, you needed some kind of controller yeah. to work with this. Whereas content, obviously, you just need a play button. Yeah. Uh, and well, and that's since the they haven't updated any of the hardware. What do you use, right? Do you like a lot of people are like, oh, you just use your iPhone or iPad. Have you ever tried to play a game like on yeah, the right. TV using your iPhone or iPad? When it's not, not really looking, a good experience. When you're not looking at it it's because already, the touch yeah. screen is based on like you're yeah. looking at the screen and pressing right. where the screen we're seeing. If you're looking at a monitor, unless the screen, unless the controls are really simple or like motion based, um, and I, I think the best game um, that the I've incident. seen for that is the Incident, yeah. which is our, our friend Nevin Mergen's uh, game, and it's uh, it, it's basically like tilt and tap, right? Yep. You don't need to be paying attention to what's yeah. going on, right? Um, and I, but otherwise, like, yeah, there's a certain argument for like something like a Wii or something where it's like, all right, it's all motion based, but 
it's a hardware game controller, much like a hardware keyboard, is in many cases superior, I think, to what they're offering. So I don't know what that what they, kind of games they, they released that specification or whatever you call it for hardware, um, right. iOS hardware controllers, and some people have you know they've come out with a few of those, but. And they, they're but not at really, all popular. I mean, no, they're not that great, and and they're still expensive. And it really, I mean, it has to be something from Apple in order for it to. Well, and you got to be, sense. you got to, you got to use it too, right? Like, I mean, I think the problem with that is, that as an accessory, is it's something else that if you want to play while you're, you know, on the road or something, you got to pack something else. Whereas the the nice part of the, the iPhone is, I can just you have, it, I have yeah, it with sure, me all the time. I just pull it out and play games on it. Uh, and if you're sitting at home, then the argument is, well, is there experience here that's so much better than like my other game console or my computer mm-hmm. or just playing it on my iPhone or my iPad. And, I, I, you know, there might be a few games that can really capitalize on that idea of, especially I think things like party games where it's like one central right. screen that everybody's looking at and then everybody has like a screen, you know, that, right. and there's some interaction there. I think someone will come out with like, you know, some really clever games for that kind of things. But that's still... It's a small niche of the overall gaming. I mean, it's not stuff. turning it into a gaming console. Right, absolutely. It just happens to be something that it can do at that point. And, and historically, Apple and games have never, you know, they no. and well, they fell into it on well, iOS by accident, yeah, right? right? Until, like, the app, until the App Store. So I, I don't think they've really ever embraced gaming or thought that that's a big part of where they're going. Um, so speaking of iOS devices, uh, I want to uh, touch base on obviously the the uh, iPhone, which is something you might have heard of. I don't know if you're familiar with it. <laughs> um, is is the iPhone has it reached its like perfect state? Is there more improvements to be made? I'm just like we've seen a lot of like iPhones in the last few years, and certainly from the outside, they have not changed much in the last three or four years, right? We've gotten a slightly taller screen, right. but there've been increasingly just re- like more and more subtle refinements. I feel like is there another big quantum leap to be made there? Are there people crying out for something that is not being delivered in the iPhone? A larger screen, perhaps? <laughs> I don't know. I mean. I'm kind of curious to know what, if you feel like. Well, I, I mean, you know, I don't. <laughs> I wrote a rumor parody site for six years, so I don't put a huge amount of stock in in the rumors. But it seems likely that they'll probably come out with a larger screen in the fall, at least one device. So there's been speculation that they'll really actually release two larger devices in the fall. But I would. Do, do you feel like I a like bigger? To, I like to split the baby and say just one. <laughs> just one. Do you, uh, do you feel like? There, what, what is the opportunity in your mind of having a larger screen phone? I don't care personally. <laughs> I really don't. I mean, well, I'm, I'm, I'm you. Well, like, what is yeah, it? Yeah. I, well, there's a question. <laughs> Who here wants a larger screen iPhone? All right, we've got one, two. <laughs> no, you don't. A few. <laughs> All right. All right. Fair okay. enough. Fair no, no, which, is, which I've, I've experienced. So, I have experienced that. Yeah. So certainly, anyone who's you know doesn't have perfect vision, the better, the bigger the screen is, the better off you're going to be. Right. But. The trade-off is obviously how easy it is to carry around. And, I mean, we've seen, like, uh, some of the Galaxy devices that it's, it's like a, a it's paperback book. Large. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> You're holding up to your face. Uh, so it's, it's, it's interesting to hear. I think, like, Wall Street demands a larger screen. <laughs> well, great for them. Yeah, <laughs> right. But that doesn't necessarily mean that that's something Apple should or, or needs to do. I guess the, my question will be, to this point, we've only had one size screen at a time. Right. In terms of the current model year. Uh, will this be something where it's more like uh, the exact same device but with a larger screen? And then I can say, I need, I'd rather have something more compact. And the people in the audience who wanted a larger screen can say, okay, I'm going to get a larger screen and it's exactly the same and we don't really well, have to well, worry that about ma- it. And that makes sense because, as, you know, as a, a colleague of mine pointed out the other day, 
in every other device Apple makes, there there are screen size screen right, size, right. like a laptop, eleven, thirteen, iPad, inches. yeah, absolutely, uh, the, and you know, pretty much everything. So the the question is, does that just make sense then, like to offer two different screen sizes and say, if you want a larger one, you get a larger one, um, and if you want the one that's like easier to put in your pocket or whatever, then that's an option. But I I, I think that makes sense to me. But Mike, I'm really curious to see how it breaks down in the sense of like, who is going to pick? Is it going to be like? With the 5C and the 5S, I feel like the 5C has not done as well as Apple's hoped. Right. Because people go in, they're like, oh, I can spend $100 more, and I can get this much nicer phone. And if the larger screen phone is also just a more capable or more powerful phone, are people just going to be like, oh, I'll spend the extra 100 bucks right. for a larger screen? Well, to me, the interesting thing will be how it affects the software that's on your phone. Because only recently has Apple uh, updated the things that developers use to make it there's auto layout is what it's called. And if you're using auto layout and the screen size changes, you're going to be fine. And if you're not, your app is going to suddenly look <laughs> right, all kinds of wrong. Is there going to be like, like a black like letterbox? Is it going to be like iPad style? I mean, there's, yeah, like... there'd be different ways of, of dealing with it. But uh, I think they have set themselves up to allow for multiple screen sizes at the same time. Whereas previously, it was all built around this is the exact That's size the of the screen. And then when they went retina, it said, okay, it's 2x that size. Uh, so even then, it wasn't too difficult to deal with. You did need to update things. Now, if you've updated things to auto layout and, and their newest SDKs, you're going to be fine. But there's plenty of stuff in the store that isn't. Well, uh, and this is a frequent criticism of Android, right? Is that there's so a million like different sizes. screen yeah, sizes. Yeah, 30 different sizes. Right. And so now you're, if you're maintaining an iOS app and you have to do it on you know, a Retina iPad mini and a, a Retina but again, iPad Air. The, and the Apple, resolution Apple has addressed this. It's just that it's happened recently, so it'll be uh, some time before apps are updated to actually accept that. But I think it does point to Apple potentially saying, you know what, we have a 4-inch screen and a 5-inch screen, and just take your pick, and the apps will look fine on either one of them. Is there anything else in a, like, besides just a larger screen that you really feel like the iPhone is lacking? Is there, like, a capability, like, either on something that you've seen on another smartphone or just a feature that you've noticed yourself missing? Um, uh, battery life is always. I don't have as much problems with battery life as other people I know. Do. Well, you don't leave the um, house very much. So. I, well, <laughs> well, it's true. It's true. I don't. But um, that's always a. I mean, I think that's always a big plus. If they, if they could, if they could have a an iPhone that had the battery life of a, of an iPad, that would be. What about you, Paul? Is there any, anything that you felt lacking from your your iPhone life? I don't know. I, th- I see a lot of things that are on various Android devices that get made fun of. Uh, and which was it? One of the Windows phones that had a kickstand? Yeah, you know, the Surface has a kickstand. Right. I don't know if one of the phones. I actually too, think but. that that's an interesting idea. At least I think there's a lot of interesting ideas that are not necessarily implemented that well on other devices that could potentially come to it. Nothing, nothing off the top of my head, you know, springs to mind that, that it absolutely needs to have this. But I don't know if you ever got, you've gone over. There's a booth over there where they've got the uh, the thermal camera. It yeah, like yeah. attaches to your iPhone. I don't need that on my. Uh, it, that does not need to be standard. It doesn't need to. Come well, it's just so funny because like when I asked, like, oh, like, what, what would you have in your Gmail phone? John's like, more battery life. Yeah, that's <laughs> like, wow, that's that's some sexy technology there. Oh, well, like, yeah, that's annoying. But, but you know, but I carry. You know, like I come here and I carry around that extra battery pack. Right. So. Yeah, I mean, I do the same thing. I carry around a battery. It doesn't case. have to be sexy, Dan. It just has to be important. Um, well, what about the iPad, as long as we're talking about iOS devices? Again, I, I think the iPad is a pretty great platform, as is right now. You know, I, don't, I have a first-gen iPad mini, which I really like. Um, I've kind of been coveting a, ret- a Retina one, but I, I 
I got like in that spot where it's like I got I've gotten far enough with it that I'm kind of waiting to see like what's next yeah. revision yeah. is. But at the same time, like I feel like if I had a Retina iPad Mini, I'm like. I'm I'm pretty good. Like I don't think there's a lot more that I in terms of hardware on that. Yeah, yeah. I mean it I think seems it's like all the opportunities are software. Software based on on the iPad. Well, because the phone you take with you, the iPad is much more akin to a laptop right. in terms of how you would use it. Uh, so it's not something where if you're carrying it around all day and it can do tracking or uh, you know payments or things like that. So yeah, I think I think on the iPad you're definitely looking at software improvements more than anything. Well, like so for example, what would you peg as like the top software improvement that that you'd like to see? I don't know. The, the Flexi guys are here, I think, and they have uh, an alternate keyboard. Yeah. And Android lets you switch your keyboard so that you can do, uh, like, Swipe is one of the ones that right. is a predictive keyboard, so it's a lot easier to use. Uh, and that's, that's something that's interesting, interesting to me, uh, just in terms of making the device more simpler for me to use. Uh, I mean, the keyboard on screen is fine, but if there's the capability of changing it up and, and having improvements... It's not as efficient so, as a mechanical keyboard. Do you, still, do you so. use a Mini? Do I use a, a mini or yeah, a... Yeah, I have an iPad mini, and I actually have a keyboard case for it that I use once in a while. Okay. Uh, so neither of you would be targets for the iPad Pro. Giant iPad? <laughs> I don't bring even, up another rumor. That's, that's your... That's, that's is what, that something you desire? No, a 12, no, like, what, 12 <laughs> inch? Is that what the rumor is? Yeah. I mean, I have an Air, so I mean, I like, yeah, I like the, the, I like the so Yeah. At, at a certain point, your iPad gets big enough that it is as heavy as a, a, a MacBook Air. And it doesn't do as well. Well, yeah, I want to see the 12 inch iPad Pro in the keyboard case. And it's like, right. no, just have a MacBook That's Air at that just point. Just take your laptop, yeah. What it, well, so what do you guys use? Like, what is your, what is your daily work machine? Like, of, I assume you have an iPad, an iPhone, and a Mac. Uh, yeah. How does that break down in terms of you for usage? Uh, I probably spend most of my time on the, I certainly spend most of my time on the iPhone and the, my MacBook Air. Um, and I mostly use the iPad for gaming and reading. I used to I used to use the iPad a lot when I used to commute. I would use it for writing all the time with a with a keyboard. While you were driving, or yes, yes, I got pretty good at it. Uh-huh. Well, you know, yeah. <laughs> California law doesn't say anything about you got to keep one yeah. hand on the wheel. Yeah, right, right. What about one you, Paul? What do you? Uh, what's your What's your device of choice? Uh, what What yeah. do you choose to use them for? Well, the MacBook Air is just. I mean, you, you said something. You, you mostly use it to consume, either games or, or reading videos uh, on the iPad. And there's this whole sort of uh, meme about, oh, the iPad's just for content creation, and then everyone shows examples, or just for content consumption. Yeah. And everyone shows examples of, oh, look, someone's actually using it to create something. But as if that proves that it's not mostly for consumption. And I think... Realistically, it is mostly for consumption. I would think you, it's mostly for consumption. If you say it the, can't do creation, yeah, you're wrong. Which is right. If you say it's mostly used for consumption, I think that's accurate, uh, and that's certainly how I use it. I, in terms of you know watching streaming video or something, uh, just take it around the house instead of sitting down in front of a TV. So if I'm cooking dinner or something, I can have a show on on the iPad easily instead of watching it on TV. But in terms of actually getting work done, I'm not doing very much of that. You know, it's interesting. Something struck me. We were having a conversation last night, uh, and you were talking, John, about something with um, replacing reports for, you know, like when you used to work in corporations. Like, oh, yeah, we want to put all this stuff on iPads so we could just, like, hand people to this. And it struck me it's kind of like a a digital sheet of paper or something, right? Like, which is a fascinating thing to think about where it's like I, I do feel like most of the time when I want to share something with somebody who is in the same place as me. Like, I'm not picking up my laptop and being right, like, sure. hey, here, look at this. I'm taking my iPad and, like, you know, yeah. sharing it. And, and that... I feel like Steve Jobs was, like, was trying deliberately to kill printing. 
<laughs> and, and God bless him. <laughs> because if there's one thing I can't stand, it's printing. And to, to the degree that I mean, the iPad I, I did I once do heard away you remark that certain, if you could go back in time and kill Gutenberg, <laughs> just like, that would right. be your dream. But it, it's an yeah. interesting thing because, you know, paper is so common and so ingrained in so much of it. So I, I, I've definitely got to the point where I, like, get frustrated, like, when I get junk mail. And it's like, why are you sending me all this paper? But, you know, the idea just of also... Just some spam? Yeah, That's what you'd prefer? Yeah, yeah. Well, it gets filtered. No one filters my, my snail mail. Fair enough. Um, but, you know, the idea of having, like, an expensive, like, glass and steel device of silicone that you, like, hand around like a sheet of paper. I don't know. Like the Star Trek thing where they're, like, always right, just right, giving right. people tablets. Like, look at this report. It's like, why didn't you just email it to him? He's clearly got his own tablet over there. Well, I was at I was at a restaurant that actually had uh, the menus were on iPads, and they were older iPads, so presumably they got a, a decent deal on this. Uh, but it was actually pretty interesting because, not that the menu is is that uh, in need of innovation, but it was nice because you could flip through various sections. Uh, it had like you could you could star things to compare them, uh, and it actually was a pretty interesting use of the technology. But you could search, it's too. Like, like, I think right, that would be cool because like, I, I know people who are like allergic to something or don't like right. something. And it's like, oh, this is, what dishes have mushrooms in them? Let right, me avoid exactly. those. Which is funny because most, you know, most <laughs> restaurant <laughs> websites <laughs> are flash. <laughs> well, that was the thing. Right, exactly. So the, there must have been some vendor who had said, you know, we have created this package that will, you'll, you'll enter your menu in it and then the package will run your restaurant. And it worked pretty well. So it was, it was interesting. You're talking about using it as a replacement for paper. And, yeah. and I've seen it in, that's a strange context to see it in, but it's certainly true. Well, that is an interesting, I, there have been a variety of different cases in which it gets sort of substituted in for something else. I was thinking in particular, I heard recently, uh, I think it was United, said that their new in-flight entertainment system is like, basically they have like an onboard computer and with like, does like Wi-Fi, you know, across the, the plane. And you just, instead of having, like, your seat back video... Well, this is you, Southwest, isn't it? No, the, the United, United have I think well? they recently announced that they were going to be rolling okay, this out. Okay. And it's just like, you bring your tablet, you, like, log on to the local Wi-Fi right. in the plane and just stream whatever's on the plane onto your, your device, which, to me, made a lot of sense because it's like, if you've used those seat back systems, like, as soon as they get implemented, they're basically out of date. Yeah. And those embedded device makers don't Stuck. really update that stuff very much. But I think Virgin's is about the best I've seen. And it's and not it, very it's good. It's not very good. Um, but, you know, the idea is like, well, that makes perfect sense to me because I'm going to be carrying, as are so many of the other people traveling, carrying your own device in some way rather than having something that's like, all right, we paid thousands of dollars per seat to stick right. these screens in them and touch screens. And well, why and, not just use the glass that we all have in front of us? Well, and, and Southwest has an ad campaign going right now saying we're not putting seatback monitors on your, on your seats because you brought a screen and you can use that. Uh, so they're definitely pitching it that way. It makes a lot of sense to me. I mean, it's, it's, it, it kind of jives with, for me, um, CarPlay. Right. Which it's is a, the it's idea a similar of, like... Idea, yeah. Which is another segue. Yeah. There you go. Would you, would you like to talk about CarPlay? No, not really. All right. Would you like to know? <laughs> well, I mean, I, I like have this idea. I have not seen it. I've seen I've the videos. I've seen things online, yeah. 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 Um, I, I love you the idea. You weren't at the car show in Munich or wherever Munich, it was. No. I, I love the idea because I have a car that I bought fairly recently that has a really craptastic... Uh, in in dash system that I just I hate it. It's really bad. It looks like it was designed in the 1980s. Like there's a thing with there's a scroll bar, and it's like I guess I could drag the the box on the scroll bar, just repeatedly tap this arrow. And like well, there's you're nothing driving? better. Yeah, there's nothing better than going through a scroll bar of like oh yes, let me look at my collection of 10,000 songs. Right. And slowly yeah. scroll through until I find the one I want. Yes, I can see how I'll be doing that all of the time. Um, well, so, the, yeah, so I mean, but that's the thing. It's like you're, you've got that you've got that touchscreen right. area, which to me you really shouldn't be trying to use that and driving at the same time. 
And and so then you're back to the the on wheel controls, right? And or something like Siri. Yeah, and so yeah, which I end like up Siri. using a lot in the car, but I still like because I have my phone. I have to, you know, if it's in my pocket or something, I have to like trigger it like it's in my pocket. I don't have right. like a button on which I really want. Uh, but the big problem for me is like no one, uh, my car manufacturer is never going to update that system that's in my car. Right. Like they don't care. Right. You bought the car. They don't. They stand to They're gain not nothing any more else money off, off that. Sure. And, and to me, that's the biggest problem. And they don't seem very, they're not very interested in it, right? It's all offshore to other companies, anyways. They they have electronics companies that build this for them, and those guys are just sort of tossing it off because like, well, we built this stuff. We always build this stuff, but they're not their name's not on it, right? So in some right. ways, they just they're they're looking to get the deal from the car company. Well, and so that's why CarPlay is interesting because it just turns it into a dumb screen, right. That then is powered by whatever you have in your pocket, which hopefully is up to date. Right, and, and you, as that phone gets better, right. your car interface will improve. And to me, that seems that's much more exciting. Right. So, I mean, I don't. John's busy, like wants a mechanical keyboard in his car to type on it. So, <laughs> you can do your word processing in CarPlay. Like, I got things to do. <laughs> Is that how you type? <laughs> it's, a, it's a condition. <laughs> Sorry, it's he's got a smartwatch. <laughs> All right, it's weighing him down. Uh, well, we've covered like you know wearables at Apple TV, and we talked a little about the uh, iOS devices. Um, the Mac? Is there a future for the Mac? We just done. Toss it. God, I hope so. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what do, What are the trends? I mean, what What do you see the developments I, being in that arena? I'm pre- I don't know. I mean, I'm pretty satisfied because, for the most part, I mean, software wise, I you know, I think uh, there needs to be continued <laughs> continued improvement. You know, the Finder is still. The Finder's the not, finder. it's not, I just kind of, I've yeah. made my peace with the Finder. Yeah. <laughs> After like 30 years, it's like, it's not changing. It's basically. Yeah, tabs now. Oh, that's totally something is going to happen. But um, it, it seems like every time I buy a new MacBook, I'm, I feel like it's the best Mac that I've ever owned. So. Yeah, pretty, I mean, I've, I've had this experience in that my, um, the SSD in my MacBook Air died. And I was like, ah, oh, crap, you know, this is really inconvenient. They're probably not going to, re- like, revise these for another few months. Do I try to wait it out with some, one of my other Macs? But nah, I, can't, I can't subsist without a laptop. It's just it's my primary work machine. And so, but I was, like, was kind of like, oh, but I have an excuse to, like, shop around when a new model comes out. And then I just, I, you know, basically replaced the SSD myself. And I'm like, oh, this works great again now. I don't actually need a new computer. <laughs> on the one hand, I'm like, I'm really glad I saved a lot of money. On the other hand, it's like, oh, man, uh, oh, yeah, it's it's like three years old. Yeah. Come on. <laughs> well, so you do, you do the uh, uh, analyst calls, the quarterly results calls. Yeah. Uh, their Mac sales are great, right? Yeah, I mean, especially in comparison to the PC sales, right, which are rapidly declining. Right. Everything else is declining, and the Mac is at least, you know, even sales of what it was last quarter or last year, yep. uh, if not a little bit better when they have a new model out. They often do record Mac numbers right. these days. And so uh, certainly all the focus is on iOS and, and you know, a new phone and a watch and, and an Apple TV and all this. But uh, they're still making a huge amount of money. Like, uh, just the Mac division would be an enormous company. Sure. I mean, like, they would not be like, the most valuable company in the world no, like they are, yeah. but they would be surviving just fine. Right. And so I think it's uh, deceptive to see so much talk about the phone and iOS in general uh, when the Mac is also doing well it just isn't yeah. doing and at least I mean that trend has at least stopped people for like a couple of years ago it seemed like people were saying oh my god they're gonna they're gonna get rid of the Mac because they're so focused I mean and you know you come to here and so much of the focus is on the iPhone and, and, uh, and iOS but you know they're still doing quite well, right. and they're actually slowly taking a little bit of market share. Right, they're grabbing market share, uh, so their sales are good, and they're getting more of, even if it's a smaller market, uh, which 
all sounds good to me. Yeah. It's just that there's not anything explosive to talk about. But well, like no, you said, every year yeah. it's a, it, it's the best Mac you've it's had. Just iter- yeah, it's it, just a little bit better, but that's yeah. pretty good, especially yeah. after five years of yeah. doing that. And, and it's a mature product, and, and like we were talking about with the iPhone earlier, they've, they've really been bulking up things like battery life and performance right. so that it's not just so like... that market's maturing as well. Yeah. And then... And that's what people the, want, That's right? why like, everyone is wondering what the next thing is. They don't want, like, a new hot, like... You, you don't necessarily, like, I need a whole bunch yeah, more bells and whistles on my MacBook. Again. No, I just need yeah. it to last longer because it does everything I need it to do. And it's, it's a funny thing because, you know, I, I used to be... 10 years ago, you would be so concerned about performance. Like, oh, a new Mac comes out. It's like, oh, man, it's faster. Right. I can get some more RAM. I, I mean, God, I, I've not updated the RAM in one of my Macs in a long time, and I... Half of them you can't. I, yeah, <laughs> yeah, but it doesn't... You it can't doesn't, do it anyway. It ends up not bothering me, and not only that, but, like, someone asked me a while back, like, oh, yeah, you got that, you got that MacBook Air. What's, which processor do you have in there? And I was like, there was I a time know. where I knew right. all of the specs, like, off the top of my head. I'm like, oh, geez, is it like a 2 gigahertz? I don't remember. It's like Intel Core... To do I, something, and, yeah, and I, was, I realized it doesn't matter, right? Because at the end of the day, I'm not doing anything that taxes it so much that I'm like, oh man, I really need a faster processor. It's really fast for the stuff that I do, which sure. ends up being like stuff that most of us do: email, web browsing, word processing. Well, and mature is the is the word for it, as you said. And again, that's not sexy, so nobody wants to talk about it. But then it leads to, <laughs> but the problem is that that leads to thinking the opposite: that because it's not. Uh, you know, hot news, it must be bad news. Right. And that doesn't have to be true. Like, no. as we said, if you look at the numbers, it's great. It's incredibly it's stable. It's just, it's stable, exactly. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I think that it seems like the Mac still has a long continued life ahead of it. And for most of us, we all seem to use it day in, day out, right? Like, I mean, I, well, I could another, survive. Let, if, let's do another. Who uses uh, an iPad more than a Mac laptop or desktop now? One couple, yeah. Two, so yeah, I, I've seen a couple, but I think, uh, and and you know, this is not necessarily uh, representative of the general public, but uh, there's there's this idea that oh, the desktop or, or laptop is going away, and I don't, it doesn't seem yeah. that way to me. Yeah, uh, it seems more like you're spending some time with uh, a phone or an iPad, but you're still doing a lot of work on an actual proper computer. I, I think the thing it comes down to for me is that I think about it, I'm like, all right, if you took my iPad away. That would that would suck. It would be like it would be inconvenient. If you took my iPhone away, it was like oh, that would really hamper some things I need to do. But I I, I get by. I've left my phone places and forgotten about it. And I, there was a time I didn't have a cell phone and I got by just fine. If you took my Mac away, I can't right. work. Right. Like there's basically a whole bunch of stuff that I can't do at all. Uh, and for me, that's that's the most telling part of it is that right. that's still the backbone of this of this company. Even if it's not the product that's the hottest newest product, it's what it was built on. So. Um, and that seems and like that's a, why it's still a Mac world. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Good night, everybody. <laughs> that's the answer. That's, that's it. it. We're out. Thank you all for coming. I'd like to thank my guests, Paul Compassus, John Moltz. Please enjoy the rest of the show and the fine content that we have coming up on the Mac World live stage. Bye. <laughs>